0: Message messages, with Hi. Thank you for joining us. Season 19, episode 3. 3. Happy Jack's your podcast. My name is Stu. Why do you look so
1: guilty? What do we looking You I
2: look were like, "Hi." Like like you <laughs> somebody yeah. caught you with your hand in the cookie jar. I was dark. passing gas at the time. <outcome> um. no, saying, He's I'm waiting going. to I see was. if I
1: change the And to now we're all him.
2: stuck here. Yeah. Uh, Stork, hi. Good to see you guys.
1: Hello
3: everyone, I'm Dave
1: <sighs> And I'm Kimmy Thanks.
2: That's over and
0: done with In this episode of Happy Chicks RPG Podcast Steve from SoCal writes in again About killing mooks Jonas writes in about killing Don't kill handling- mook, he's a nice guy Huh? No. Don't kill
1: mookies, he's mook's a nice guy not kept alive.
3: No, mooks Oh, not mooks. multiple mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I understand when his clone <laughs> army comes. Exactly. We have to fight. We're going to have to. If anyone has one, it'll be
2: the movie.
0: Right. Jonas writes in about handling dying campaigns. The only other, Steve in SoCal, that's a different Steve in SoCal, <clears throat> writes in about the dangerously futile exercise of defining RPGs. And Goluptuous Geek writes in with some fan mail and a horror story. Yay! Oh, horror. You can email us at happytricksrpg@gmail.com. at gmail.com, happytricksrpg at gmail.com, for the run of fair, we're only going to be reading probably about four emails an episode, though. So we have an enormous backlog. There's enough... Ep-
1: backlog.
0: There's enough uh, emails in the backlog right now to do all seven uh, shows during mm-hmm. the course of fair, and then some. So, be warned. Um,
1: what else is happening during fair? On Sundays, we have our D&D five oh, campaign. D- D&D. Which is Desert of Despair.
0: And then on Mondays, alternating, we have the Rifts game. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Exceptional Rifts.
0: And the
2: Masks. Masks game. Yes. An occasional mini painting.
0: That was an experiment. I don't know when that's going to actually start. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to alternate with uh, the Hot Seat.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to hold off on Hot Seat till the end of fair. Just because a lot of the hosts who still have to come on are doing fair right now. Right. But I think we're going to maybe do the mini-painting like every other Wednesday or something.
0: Because people
1: it, liked having us just talk about nothing. Like, they really it, enjoyed that.
0: If you move it from Thursdays to Wednesdays, you can get some boggards who are also Happy HappyJucks people. On right. As well. yeah. uh, Twitter, happy jux RPG, all one word. And also Instagram, same thing. If you'd like to watch the show live, watch it at happy r- HappyJucks.org slash live. Or you can watch org slash Twitch or slash YouTube, if that's your preference. Uh, We also, I got to talk to you about um, games we're running after, because there. Well, someone else emailed me in a game like, "Oh, I want to play in that."
1: Wait, they want you to play in their game? Yeah, and you want to play in that? They
0: they were. They want to run it. Oh, and oh yeah, I want to play in that.
1: Okay. Um, Cool.
2: uh, uh, Vampire Dark Ages.
1: Ooh. Yes. Yeah, we have lots of interesting things. Yes. Okay.
2: By the way, if Vampire wasn't complicated enough to figure out, now they're going to be releasing a fifth edition because because White Wolf owns part of it and Onyx Green Ronin owns part. On, Onyx Path Onyx owns Path. another part. and It's going. To, I'm well. This is going to be like trying to track down. I think Onyx Path doesn't Onyx. I don't know. If, does Onyx Path owns both? I thought. I just read an article today, and it, and even though I read the article, I'm still confused. <clears throat>
0: is it for? Is this for Newer World or Old World? New, because uh, they just came out. They just came out with the. A wow. new new world of darkness. I'll go reread
2: the article, and then I can have a yeah. legitimate rant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which it's I surprising. got, which is fantastic.
1: Mm. Onyx Path only licenses, according to the chapter.
0: They don't actually own it. They just license. Mm-hmm. White Wolf is like, oh, we don't have time to do anything anymore. Cause they're too busy being. <laughs> <laughs> no, but somebody's releasing a fifth edition. A fifth edition? Uh-huh. Are you sure you're not talking about L5R? Yeah, pretty sure.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: I haven't I, I, they've had a lot of editions. I, I I, what would I mean. It's like more, it wasn't this, confusing been enough. more than that. They they're still coming out with the, with 20th anniversary editions. It if sounds it's old. To, it sounds to
2: me like it's going to be there's going to be two sets of things coming out. There are two. Out. There are two. Yeah. Well there's
0: there's the World of Darkness right. books and then there's the Old World of Darkness right. books.
1: Right. So chat room Sploid, says New White Wolf Night New White Wolf doesn't care for New World of Darkness. Fifth edition Vampire: The Masquerade starts playtesting soon.
3: So. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is a, like a eliminate the new world. New world. So they're not. <laughs> they're gonna. They're gonna
0: kill the new world. Apparently, this is the thing. It's so they confusing. just came out with. The, I know, but I think I mean, that's
1: Onyx Path. Uh-huh.
0: Oh oh my god. So there's gonna be a third flavor. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like it wasn't
2: confusing enough to figure out what it is you wanted to play while I was gonna play. But it's not the Lost, it's gonna be first
0: edition of
3: New
0: New New World. Oh Jesus. (laughs) So there's old world, new world, and new new world.
1: As if it's not complicated enough. It
2: was. That's great.
1: That's what I was just that's trying to great. say. It's like, like it's like
0: Traveler.
2: Or like I was oh gonna God. run Stormbringer yeah, and I got Traveler's so lost in which edition team. was which. Oy, or RuneQuest.
0: There was Traveler twenty. There was a D twenty version of yep. Traveler. Well sure. There's a GURPS version of Traveler that's licensed as well. Yeah. Then right. there was then but there was I don't Mega think Traveler. Licensed anymore. But that was also GDW though. Right.
1: That's why New World of Darkness is now called Chronicles of Darkness. Yes,
0: chron- yeah, Chronicles mm-hmm.
1: of
0: Darkness. So there's gonna be Old World, Chronicles, and
3: New.
2: And then there's a video game in the works as well. That's there was always, a video game before,
3: isn't well, there? I think the video game from before was an awesome video game. Was it? Mm-hmm. it was, Bloodlines. Yeah, Bloodlines was a really good game. Yeah. It was really fun. And they did, especially for the time, they did a really good job of letting you play any of the clans. So, mm-hmm. like, you. Only make, Camarilla, or literally all l- Only the Camarilla. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, uh, like, you could make your vampire and play, and they had different. Branching story points where, like, if you had the right power set, you could get characters to interact with you different ways. Right. So, if you made a Toreador, you had like the awe power, and you could do stuff with, you know, convince yes. people to talk to you. And, right. Versus, you know. All the now, characters.
0: I wonder if the really new
3: different. New World
0: is going to use the same model where there's a core book and all the separate books, because oh. White Wolf started that way with it, uh-huh. or if they're going to. Go the V twenty W twenty way and just have. I've just pissed
2: that, that now I gotta it's, you gotta it's need a serious map and even even publishing dates aren't going to help you because if Onyx Path is publishing stuff almost concurrently with New New World, how do you figure well, on, out which one is the one Onyx you want? Onyx Path took over Old World. I, I know.
0: Somewhere on
1: there there will be a little C saying. in a circle and it'll say <laughs> right. Onyx Path okay. or it'll say White Wolf.
0: <laughs> Actually, it's uh, printed on the back on yeah. the back of the book. It will has the little Onyx Path little.
3: Well, and they're all digital. Mm hmm. Right. There's, I, no, you can't just I go to a game books. store. Well, sure, you can do, and are print on demand or whatever. Products. That's fine. But they're not. A, they're the big, especially the big ones, are not cheap. No. 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 But you're that's not going to walk into a game our, store and have both products on a shelf next to each other c- to confuse you. Right. You would have to look, and then you'll see the publisher.
1: Yeah. Still confused, no matter what. Oh, the
0: MMO
3: was canned.
1: Oh.
0: Fifth edition Vampire: The Masquerade will likely be a standalone book.
3: You, you can't read my shirt. shirt My shirt says In in What does it say? In, in memory, memory of, of when, when I, I cared. cared Oh shit and He, he cared so little He didn't even it remember What dropped. was on his own shirt yeah.
0: it's I'm
1: actually
3: all easy. out of fucks <laughs> uh, I have
0: none to give
1: mm-hmm.
0: Alright uh, First email This is uh, Killing mooks versus monsters The morality of murder From Steve and Soquel Assholes oh,
1: Wait we have to just
0: What? I'm sorry go ahead
1: A holiday today It's national beer day is it really? Yeah, I think so. Facebook told us. Yeah, me that's so. a
0: thing.
2: They wouldn't so lie. So if you go to a bar, they give you free beer?
1: No, we just no. get to celebrate beer.
2: I believe Rob Taylor actually posted in the Slack yeah. as
1: well. So you get we, uh, get to celebrate beer today.
3: Happy National Beer Day. Yeah. Do you get free Santa Claus on Christmas? No. Kids do. Buy that shit for them. Kids do. <laughs> Kids get free everything. What? Day. Spoilers. <laughs> but oh, anyway.
0: fuck that. It's National Coffee Cake Day.
3: I, mean I love how there's, all, there's like 40 different cake? holidays yeah, every for day, every I day. I love coffee cake. I, well,
0: coffee it's yeah. good. National No Housework Day, and it's also National Education and Sharing Day.
1: Really? Oh. Look at that. On National Beer Day, we're sharing our knowledge right. and education. I love how
2: Beer Day, Coffee Cake Day, and No Housework Day all come together in one day. That's <laughs> right. so perfect. It's because you you're, sit around you're, the you're drunk with
0: a diabetic tummy. <laughs> you can't <do> <laughs>
2: Brown sugar sweet. You, you beat me to it. I, I set it up and I was going be, to beat you to it.
0: Tomorrow is National Burrito Day. National Caramel Popcorn Day. That's oddly specific. <laughs> National Student Athlete Day. National Tartan Day. National I'll wear my kilt student tomorrow. Student
1: Athlete Day is on a Saturday. That's, well, well, it's on a It's day. on April day. 6th. Yeah, no, so it moves. National, uh, uh,
0: National Teflon Day. Whoa. I can all avoid prosecution tomorrow. National <laughs> Sorry Charlie Day. Is that from the tuna? Chicken of the sea? Yeah, I'm wondering what.
2: There's no chicken in it either, t- apparently.
0: No, there isn't. There's, no, I think
2: Brittany Is it Britney Spears that figured that one out? Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris Hilton. Somebody was like one of no, those. Is there chicken in this? Uh, National Alcohol Screening Day.
3: Well,
1: well that's well, good because you got a little time to recover from National oh, right. Beer Day. Yeah, exactly. Definitely oh no, that, I'm sorry. All
0: that stuff was Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. oh. Mm. I was going
1: to say that's super appropriate for the first day of the Renaissance <laughs> Fair. National Beer Screening Day. <laughs> Perfect, <laughs> Jessica okay. Simpson.
2: Unfortunate, Jessica oh, Simpson. Day, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> chicken in the sea? Is there chicken in
2: this? Pork. Uh,
0: sorry, sorry, assholes. Sorry, Stu claimed that I'd write in call- in calling you assholes for misinterpreting my email in season eighteen, episode sixteen. And you did right at the very top. Yeah. While a good discussion Mission accomplished, while a good discussion resulted, it wasn't exactly what I was getting at. This is one of those, you know, you didn't actually read my Um, email. actually. (laughs) Uh, Your discussion revolved around tools to discourage violence in modern settings, which is all useful and good and stuff. However, my current struggle is how to leave the door open for violent confrontation in games where the PCs will primarily be up against other humans or sentient humanoids. For better or worse, in fantasy games, a lot of the adversaries tend to be either outright monsters, no one is going to hesitate slaughtering that purple worm marauding the countryside, even though humanoids, humanoid adversaries, orcs, goblins, kobolds, drow, are often portrayed as inherently evil, and thus quote-unquote uh, okay to kill, I tend to humanize most of my NPC humanoids, as do I, uh, but even so... No one sheds a tear over a cannibalistic Knoll or Etten. The struggle I'm fighting with is how to leave open the door for your shotty, shooty, fighty, former Marine, hardcore bushy to still use his combat skills now and again. I, and most of my players, <clears throat> are, going, are often going to lean towards the UN peacekeeper side of that equation where you don't shoot until you've you've been shot at. But an L5R or traveler that probably just means that they didn't shoot back until they've already been killed. Yeah? Yeah. Going back to my original example of something akin to the Ashes of Exodus encounter with the refueling ship, I'll modify the example to avoid spoilers and to better fit my point. My fictitious crew of PCs, in their most non-combat spaceship, is being approached by another ship, which is very likely a pirate vessel. Unfortunately, there is no skull and crossbones flag, and the enemy hasn't done anything outright illegal, but if the PCs just let them keep coming closer... Then, if they turn out to be pirates, the PCs in their wimpy civilian ship are hosed. Ideas that come to mind that could follow, uh, uh, could, could allow the fighty-slash-shooty PCs to still be valuable and or use their skills might be, one, playing the quote-unquote bad guys more realistically scared, i.e., just shooting in the general direction of someone is likely to scare away a vast majority of even criminal folks and might not be serious enough to immediately warrant jail time. Mm, depends where that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, encourage folks, encouraging folks to play more like Bill's Traveler Yakuza guy or Stu's ex-Spook who use their martial prowess indirectly as a tool of intimidation, polishing or brandishing weapons menacingly, for example. Three, allowing for a turn or two of friend or foe recognition as the bad guys start shooting at friendly NPCs, or spook when the cops come around, thus alerting the PCs that they're valid targets. I know it's odd to be encouraging murder hoboing, but I'm trying to leave open the door so that all character types can have roles to play. Thanks, Steve from SoCal. P.S., in the spirit of all the old emails that put advice for accents after the email, I'm actually <laughs> from Chicago, but transplanted to the South Bay about 17 years ago, so feel free to read the last bit in your best Chicago accent. I, I don't have one of those. I don't think I don't have a Chicago accent. I don't know what a Chicago hey, is. Hey,
1: coppers! Like, is that that? No, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I shame on myself. -hmm. All I can get is
2: sort of, you know, the the Philly kind of thing. That's not Chicago.
3: No. No, I... No. Um, It's Chicago, eh? (laughs)
1: It's closer. (laughs) It's closer than we are now. It's at
3: least by the Great Lakes. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um,
0: So he... It sounds like he's got people who... Or he's got talky people, Maybe. Who uh, are finding ways to get uh, out of potential combat situations, but he wants to make sure he has the. How opp- dare they? How he wants to have. Yeah, I know, but he wants to. He, he wants to let the shooty and the fighting people have an opportunity to use their shooty and fightiness.
2: And I also get out of this that he doesn't telegraph them as being bad guys. It's like they don't show up with skulls and crossbones. They don't have ninja tattooed across right, their forehead. Right. They they just look like people, but I mean, until they start shooting at you, you don't know if they're good or bad yet.
0: I mean. One example where rolling in secret is a kind of a good idea,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you can... If you want to have a, a situation where they, they are bad guys, but the party may not necessarily know it, like a ship approaching or something like that, fudge the roll for the first uh, their first surprise attack, and it misses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Or... Maybe when they draw weapons, that's when initiative starts, or that's... The, everybody gets a chance now to... To act as opposed right. to they draw weapons and shoot at you, right? So that now you have a look. Like, oh my God, they're drawing on us, which is what I think you did to us.
0: No, no, you just shot at us. No, I, they they came on the airlock to to uh, they opened and, the, the and door. And that's right, the door you opened open it up and they threw a flashbang right. in and they that's started right. shooting.
2: That's right. <laughs> yes, they weren't. They were. Fuckers. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of like examples like um, like in Der- Like, have you seen any of the Netflix shows? Some no. of them. Any of yeah. them? All of them. Like in in Daredevil, you could tell that they're bad people by where they are. It's sort of situational. It's like if they're in a drug den making drugs, you pretty much know that they're all guilty there. So unless they're
1: like the sad slave people,
2: right? But the sad slave people were also pretty obvious. You know, they were.
3: Well, I don't want to give spoilers. You just have
1: everybody <laughs> wear like dress code. Like you are the bad guy. Right, like, like the warriors. Yes.
3: Right, like all the other gangs are in fucked up outfits. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they're like, you see a they're guy like in a baseball uniform of bad guys. States. Now,
2: and I know you don't want to telegraph it, but that's why I'm saying it's maybe sometimes situational. It's like if you're breaking into the lab, everybody in there is, you know, guilty except maybe the people being experimented on. I, I don't know. I'm, Dahlia! shut.
0: Up. <laughs> Uh, now, now and let me go back to this, because because you're getting another angry mail. Yeah. Um, the struggle I'm fighting with is how to leave open the door for your shooty, fighty, former marine, or hardcore bushy character to still use combat skills now and again. I, and most of my <laughs> players, are often going to lean towards the UN Peacekeeper side of the equation, where you don't shoot until you've been shot at. But an L5R traveler... Okay.
3: So, he, he want, he's, well, he's looking... Specifically L5R... That's the handiness of having the code of bushido, right? Yeah, like having those, especially like for us when they were up on the wall and we could be like, "All right, I think I can attack this guy." Right? Oh. Well, no, they they're they're lean. They're, these
0: people lean towards not shooting, right? So they, but, he what he wants to do is give them more
3: situations where they can shoot. Well, sure, but this he wants this a to backwards give them its problem. Yes, it is. No, I think what he wants to do is give them situations where they don't feel like they have to be timid about it. Hmm. Maybe. Well, I mean, in L5R, that's easy. Just get, have someone just
0: insult your honor and insult your daimyo over and over and right. over again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: T- that will take care of itself. That's an easy one, though.
3: Uh, the example of a Traveler if you're out in the middle of space and another ship's approaching and you send them a message saying, hey, we don't like that, you should go. Mm-hmm. Or leave us alone. If you don't, you'll be considered hostile. That's mm-hmm. enough. Like, if players give someone a warning or an ultimatum, then that's enough. Like, yeah. if they continue to uh, but, but then, maintain that behavior...
2: But, but I think I think part of the problem is then that uh, take our vampire game, for example, yeah. a numerous okay. amount of people want to talk their way out of it, or charm their way out of it, or use sure. or use their those skills to... to as a, And then the, meanwhile, other people are like, I, I, I have no, nothing to contribute. I want to kill something. I, that's all I can do. Mm-hmm. So I mean I can sort of see the problem is like after three or four sessions of them talking their way past guards and into things the the shooty fighty guys like what am I doing here mm-hmm. I mean maybe maybe yeah, I, I get it you need to give him something to shoot at maybe drones maybe the odd robot now and again that just can't be reasoned with uh, but but I think the, the problem tank. is that you've got you've got a you've got, yeah. a, you've got right? a tank in a bunch of uh, you know politicians
1: well i think part of it too is like the way you set up the world yeah if you're setting up a world that doesn't have consequences like i mean none of us really worry about killing humans too much in the in the vampire game right so it's like there's no consequence for that killing other vampires that can have huge consequences so it's all about like what consequences you set up for them killing people if there's like random bad guy who jumps them on the highway like no one's going to probably bat an eye at that and things like that so i think it's You've probably created a world where there are things they're afraid of, consequences they're afraid of. And that's like having a, as it should... Like an effect on their behavior and their their
0: maybe maybe you to go kill. to a, maybe there's a world where the law level is very low and it's more like a free zone where yeah. people can do whatever they want
1: or they do lots something, of
2: things are decriminalized
1: yeah. or they get a they do something for somebody and they get a get out of jail free card. I mean, right. That they can look, cash in
2: later. look at. I hate to bring this up, but look at Firefly. Right? Mm-hmm. Jane was pretty much the shooty guy. And it was always, he was always kind of stuck in this moral quandary, like you know, why did you shoot him? We needed information out of him. Sorry, uh, it's, all, it's all I can do. You know, <laughs> it, it would have been nice to have some grenades right about now, right, don't you think? Right. <clears throat> I mean, maybe maybe what you I guess need to do then is have occasional situations where the shooty guy is the only guy that knows how to solve the problem. Like, all right, enough talk. Now it's my turn, yeah. right? Or they're not being reasonable. Why don't you go? Why don't you go reason with them, Jane? Okay, <laughs> right. Um. I, I, see, I see his quandary, I, can, I, can, I think I'm getting it now, which is, you have a, you have a diverse group, and, and it's hard to please everybody. He's trying to throw a couple of bones towards the people that aren't being um, uh, valued, no, aren't being used, aren't no, being used. No, I
1: don't read that in the email. Well, because
2: he says, like, uh, ideas that come to mind to allow the fighty-shooty guy to f- still feel valuable, and or use his skills. Right, he's not getting enough to do. Right. <laughs> like encouraging folks to the play more like no way out people right. are are winning more often. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, like you know, I, I agree the whole the whole um using your your oh. your martial powers to indirectly as a tool of um, intimidation's a good one. But that only mm-hmm. you know, you could you can you know polish your weapon and, and brandish it. But after a while that's sort of unsatisfying. It's like okay. I want okay. to shoot something, it's while I put all these points in my shooting skill and like, make some
3: guys that are not as prone to falling for social tricks. Yeah or right.
1: just have them start shooting first like oh yeah. we don't want to talk boom like mm-hmm. like have that uh, situations I mean, like that go I down. also
3: like the idea of having some other NPCs that get whacked yeah because mm-hmm. that can really set a tone for a group where they're going yeah. and thinking they're hot shit and then they see some guy that they vaguely know that just gets his head blown off and they're like oh, oh okay we're in this you know? And you can also just
2: make them really despicable. It's like, you know, when you have kidnapped children or something, and then you, yeah. then you know there's really no reasoning with them, or why would you? Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, if they do something so despicable that nobody wants to talk to them.
3: Right. Right. Yeah. All it takes, stray dog, kick it. <laughs> <laughs> One stray dog walks in front of the bad guy. Maybe he already has a gun out. Maybe you're kind of talking with him, and he just kicks the shit out of that dog. And, He's dead. And, but it, <laughs> like there's no coming back from that.
2: And, and bringing up the Daredevil thing again, I mean, um, in a certain way, the Kingpin was a very talky guy. He liked to talk first, and he thought of himself as a as a great communicator. And really, in a way, he was a thug. But but he he valued he valued talking first. He would always approach him sort of. And when that right. broke, he would break people's necks. Right. Um, it's Don't, a yes. Yeah,
0: He's Dahlia. Get down. Yeah, right in the mush.
1: Yuck. <laughs> Okay, right.
0: no. My dog doesn't lick. That's gross. Well, it's a dog. It, it, she only licks her butt once in a while,
1: though. So it, okay. I'm sure it's okay. That's okay.
0: It's very clean. Yeah. Dogs have very clean mouths. Yeah. They very rarely Just eat. Just keep their telling own yourself food. that.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
2: once a week, maybe.
3: <laughs> Just roll the dice. See how right. lucky you
2: are. Depends right. on what garbage they ate the day before. Exactly.
1: they are all wonderful.
2: That, too. Right. <laughs> uh, okay, thank you, Steve, from SoCal. Yes. Yeah. There's no really, e- really easy answers to this question. I mean, it's. I think he sounds like he's. It doing is a very right.
0: unusual question.
2: It yeah. is. It's, I mean, it's, it's also it's just usually the other way around. Again, it's 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 also game world uh, situational as well. You know.
3: Also, a providing thing. a group with rules of engagement isn't mm-hmm. a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they're in some sort of an organization or whatever, and they're told, "Hey, look, this is a free fire zone," or the specific group you're after, you can do what you need to do. Uh, even Wild West style, having a wanted dead or alive poster, mm-hmm. right? You know, but even Tombstone, you had to turn
2: your weapons in, right? But but then people didn't, and that's when you knew they were well, bad guys.
3: Well, sure, <laughs> but, sure, but, or the I mean, law, or the law. <laughs> but like, if a group of adventurers wandered into Tombstone and there was a poster on the side of the post office that said wanted dead or alive, whatever bad guy, Biff Brannigan, you know, <laughs> and the and the reward amount was the same for both, mm-hmm. right? Then players go, oh, all right. Well, it's a lot easier to just shoot somebody and bring them back dead than exactly. it is to... Mm. A lot less risk. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. How to
0: handle a dead campaign from Jonas Larson.
1: I'll read this one. Salutations to the heroes and martyrs that fell at Douche Battle of Happy Jack Hill. May you forever belch in our hearts. <clears throat> it's time. I don't come for an answer. I come for help. I recently lost a campaign to the clutches of adult life. And I don't know the best way to handle it.
2: Frying your beer. <laughs> yeah. That's all, you can, that's all we do.
1: <laughs> this usually never happens to me. I consider the end the grand finale of a campaign to be the most important part of the whole experience. I therefore go to the, utmost, er, to the uttermost length to ensure that all campaigns I take under my wings run their course. But my latest campaign just died. I tried to keep it alive during almost a year, but after only managing to get two sessions out, of because, out because of rescheduling and last minute rain checks, I realized it was time to take it behind the shed and tell the nope. kids it had moved to a nice farm nope. where it could play with other campaigns. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of bad luck involved just when we started to play. There were actually no problems with the group itself, but some players had things like divorces happening out in their real life. People said that they wanted to play, but the damage is already done. The campaign never pulled itself out of its shark, uh, shaky beginning. I know tabletop RPGs aren't really that important in the grand scheme of things. Sure, it's a huge part of my identity and enriches my life in several significant ways, but it's still only a hobby. But I can't help but feeling sad by the uh, feeling sad by the whole or, whole ordeal. I had put down a lot of work hours in prepping the campaign, and I look forward to how me and my players would experience this unique collaborative story together. Um, for Fear the Boot fans, I can add that I actually stole the idea for the campaign from Fear the Boot. One of the hosts, I don't remember which one right now, always laments over how he wanted to run a fantasy campaign where everyone played dwarves, and how that, uh, that campaign also went to the trash bin after a couple of sessions. I created an isolationist and Orwellian underground society for my players where you go, instead of getting a plus one axe, get an inspirational book from Great Leader with quotes like, The difference between a friend and an enemy is that you have to work twice as hard to spy on an enemy. <laughs> the players weren't only going to fi- fight through monsters and traps, but also try to survive, a, uh, survive blind bureaucracy and entropic mountains of red tape. But alas, this was never to come to pass. So how to handle an aborted campaign? Just move on with your life and forget about it? Try and return to it after a couple of years? Play the character's descendants and go to (laughs) Death Island. Look forward to your counsel. If you need me, I will be in my bed, staring blankly at the ceiling while listening to pretentiously sad music. Uh, (laughs) Backslash the two and online onlys, onlys. Mm. Sorry, Jonas and Jonas.
0: Uh, you you made North Korea the role playing game. <laughs> I think I know why
3: it died. Uh, <laughs> see, now that inspires me to try and come up with a game for like Brazil. Yeah, it, it right? yeah, like it would be sorry, which I'm is gonna, like you know. North Korea the role playing <laughs> game, <laughs> right? But it could, it could be fun because there's already there's already the like. You know, uh, what's it, paranoia? Yeah. Kind of a deal, you know. Right. It'd be easy to mod in some stuff. Sure.
2: I First of all, I think you made a big mistake in telling everybody what your plot was, because I would have just held on to this, put this in a folder and filed it away somewhere for the time when you suddenly are like, hey, I got five people here, you guys get... And then bust this campaign
3: Look, out.
1: We're super pretentious. We're like, all his players listen to our show. Yeah, Absolutely, no that's question.
3: True. <laughs> that's true. Well,
1: no, it, even...
3: But it's not like he gave away, like, oh, this is the bad guy, but he's secretly been leaving. Yeah, that's true. didn't give you that kind of detail. Uh, You know, sometimes the failed campaign, put away for a while, becomes awesome. Yeah. Uh, We've talked before about, I read, um, I I watched an interview with the guys that wrote the Expanse books. Uh And it started off where the one dude had done all the world building and prep as a job for a MMORPG RPG video game. Mm-hmm. And then the company that paid him to do all that prep work went out of business. Mm. So he just had these giant binders full of all of the world building that he'd done mm. and he just put them on the shelf. He's like, I don't know what to do with this. So mm-hmm. Then later on he met the other guy that was an author and they both played RPGs and he's like, I've got a great space setting. I've got a world. Pulled Ready it out, ran a game in it in some RPG that they've never said what they played and I'd like to know. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah totally. Well, it
3: could be but it, there's the other choices it might my yes. been. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, lo and behold, the other guy goes, hey, we should get together and write a story. This is awesome. And now, you know, three seasons of a TV show, and
2: a series of books, and toots. millions of dollars later. Well, the
3: third one's greenlit. I mean, yeah. it's going. I'm, I'm glad, I'm relieved,
0: because I'd heard that it was not getting very good ratings. Mm. Yeah.
3: Um. So, I don't know past three, but, Right.
2: So I, I, my advice is to not give up on it. Just shelve it and keep it away. Because at some point, it, you can use it again. You could also repurpose it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason that this fantasy campaign can't get transplanted to a traveler campaign or get yep. turned into a there's superhero al- campaign. There's
0: also the possibility that the game died because you did not have a lot of interest in it.
1: Yeah. I would I would. I mean, like have an honest conversation with the players. Like, hey... Was it really life, or were you just not all interested in playing dwarves, or or I mean, is
0: it the North Korea aspect? Yeah. Or?
2: yeah, but I don't think that was. I don't think he said, "Hey, I'm going to play. You guys are going to play this game with mountains of bureaucracy. It's going to be like North Korea. Is that cool?" I don't think he said that. I think he said that it's going to be this. Right, but it turned in, But that's what it was. But it never started it. I thought no, he, did he did. start it.
1: Yeah, he played it for a while, a and then up, it somewhere. went. So it was like twice yeah. in one the last in year. A
2: year, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can see, if you're running a game and it's like, okay, the first three sessions are going to be about bureaucracy to be able to check out weapons to go on an adventure. I'm out.
3: <laughs> <There>.
0: <laughs> That's not going to interest me. Mm-hmm. So, that it, it, it could be that conceit of the, you know, the battling bureaucracy is going to be one of your main tropes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and some people are interested That's
0: that. like, well, maybe. He does, he does but, if you're, but if you want to be interested in that, just go live life. Go to the DMV. Go to the Social Security office.
2: He does say that some players had things like divorces, so it was more than one player going through a divorce. Or maybe one player had a couple of marriages. Bam, bam, like
3: that. That could be... Wow. (laughs) 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 I mean, (laughs) the super player... I mean RPG we, player. We <laughs> had
2: we have a we had a whole hard time getting L5R stuff and vampire off the ground and it's not like none of us don't want to play. We just have stuff that happens. Work happens, yeah. you know. Marriages yeah. happen.
1: I can see that. But like, everyone's th- really
0: got to want to do it and if everyone really wants to do it, they'll find the time to do it. They'll yeah. make it a higher priority. And what I'm yeah. saying is it may have been a bleak enough setting that people just were like I don't know if I want to play this. Or Especially
1: anything. like when you're going through a divorce, like bureaucracy may not be the thing you're like super excited about. It. There's a lot of fucking paperwork <laughs> fine. They're not.
2: Scandinavian. It's fine. Come on, <laughs> they love bleak. Maybe,
1: <laughs> but that maybe at the other like side
3: like of the coin, they're tired of it yeah. and they want to play <laughs> right. in happy
0: sunny tropics. World. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> next time you want to set a game with all, where everyone plays dwarves, set it in Southern California.
1: There you
0: go. Mm-hmm. San Diego.
1: Uh, where it's, where it's,
0: yeah. uh
3: Weather's always awesome. 300 Days of Sun. Mm -hmm. Right. A bunch of dwarves go to Comic-Con. Even if you talk to your players Mm -hmm. and they said, yeah, you know what, it just really wasn't vibing with us, we didn't really dig the game, that's not a lost cause for all the prep work you did. No, Because you can take all kinds of little chunks out and just shove them into something else. Yeah. Like, don't ever think, like, oh, it's a waste. Mm Mm-hmm because how many times have like we sat down to plan a game and then like we're like oh well we'll just hang on to it and then right well i mean two this years later, this we... society may not be
0: a great place to have your pcs from mm-hmm. but it might be an interesting thing for the pcs to encounter
1: yeah yeah like if there are a bunch of elves and stuff like that and humans and suddenly they're in this dwarven society where you have to get your passport stamped three times and, and there's
0: great leader in
1: yeah
3: that's, that would be kind of cool. Uh, then it's like we got to we got to save the the oh, the dwarves. Is mm-hmm. that video game papers please, where papers, you play a, a customs agent for like a Eastern Bloc country, oh fictional cool. Eastern Bloc country? So like people come up and they hand you a passport. You got to like double check to make sure that the seal is right. You got to double check their picture <laughs> lines up, and like it's on a timer. So like the more you get through, the more you get paid, and your family's like in a little unheated apartment starving to death. So you got to be like. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious But it's all like Welcome to What's the like, like Aristoska Or something Like welcome to Aristoska Present papers Oh my god And like people walk up And hand it
2: to you And it's, you like, sure just it's not like looking like you sure it's not like Ender's game Where you actually Are actually going through And double checking <laughs> <laughs> People's passports Somewhere in Slovakia <laughs> Someone's yeah.
0: crowdsourced
3: Their immigration yeah, Exactly <laughs> There's just like Little AI bots <laughs> Sitting there And a bunch of gamers Sitting in front of their webcams Like
0: Fucking Shit Shit
3: <laughs> but then they're going to have like the 9-year-old who's going to go, "I'm going to see if I can screw everyone over." Cuz didn't they? Well, then, then like if you make a mistake, somebody comes in and they like bomb the the oh, God. the town or, you know, like No, you just don't let anyone in. Right. <laughs> Say, like, "I'm sorry." Right. But then like some people they come up and they have like a different picture, so they like obviously took somebody else's passport, you got to be like rejected. Right. Just reject everyone. <sighs> That's glory game ter- thing. Er- Astro- Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's called papers please. Some check that out, Arstroska. It's, it's Arstroska. Oh, the chat room's telling you all about it. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Welcome to Arstroska.
1: That doesn't sound like. A thing Dave sir, play. from
3: Dave from Swimmy, swimmy mm-hmm.
0: says his family always dies.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: right? Because that's the thing. though like, you have to choose. Like, okay, well, do you want to eat today or have heat today? Detained. So, <laughs> so like, you got to be like, what? well, I made enough money yesterday because I caught two bad guys. I got a bonus, so we've got enough money to run the heater. One more day. One more day, and then like the, your family will get sick, and then they have to eat more, and then like the next day, like eventually they die. It's usually,
1: like modern Oregon Trail.
3: Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Like, and it's t- it's totally done in like the super retro, like eight bit looking right. graphics and stuff. Yeah. How old is this game? A couple of years. Okay. I actually saw some dude from a convention that cosplayed. it. Like, he built a table, and he had, like, various passports on it and stamps, nice. and it had the big, like, welcome to Arostovsky sign, and he was, like, in the Soviet hat behind it, and it was, like, strapped onto him, like, nice. a portable little desk.
1: And I was like, that's awesome. That's funny. That's amazing. Do people get dysentery?
3: Probably Dysentery, no, but, like, various other horrible <laughs> maladies uh. brought on by malnutrition and cold. <laughs> all right. So,
0: say, at least, for the at very least, save all that prep for it to be a, a cool foil for a, a future game.
3: Yeah, like imagine how cool it would be to be like the trade delegation is trying to set up a, yeah. a deal with them. Right. And the other thing is,
0: if you really want to keep playing it, don't give up so soon. Wait a couple mm-hmm. weeks, contact all the players, say, hey, what do you guys think? How about this day? Is there a day where we, can, we might be able to do this, you know? Wait a couple months. You know, the, the guy who's in the in the doldrums about his divorce, he'll eventually crawl out of it, and you, you, you might you might
2: be able to we get. We had back some it. big breaks in Vampire, and even bigger breaks in L Five R. But we managed to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of that was life related well, stuff. Well,
0: and fair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to play for two straight months. Yeah. Yep. But I, I think everyone wants to play again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'll make sure. We're going to have a big, big, big ass combat coming. fantastic
2: you have to use all your minis that you're painting uh,
0: no you don't really use minis in vampire it's all theater of the mind Mm.
1: (laughs) with this we have to do this every time we see theater of the mind
0: ah you counsel finesse
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) I'll jump Um, on slack I can't
0: wait help you with tactics okay I can't wait because you know I got picked up the tick Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't... That, that guy was... It's and, coming
1: soon. Isn't Is it? it? Yeah. Okay. It was, oh, yeah. yeah. God, that guy was awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the best tech ever. <laughs> His crazy
2: eyes.
1: You so need to add that <laughs> to the blogger to somewhere. It wasn't yes. Patrick
3: Warbatten. No. no, it's mm-hmm. Peter Serafinowicz. Okay. Serafinukowicz, okay. Serafinukowicz. Ah! You counsel Yes. <laughs> <finesse. laughs> <laughs> He's the same guy that played the roommate in Shaun of the Dead. Like the... the the actor. Okay. Like, we the, like the straight-laced nice guy roommate. He's funny. Kami, are you wearing a Strategic Con shirt? I am.
0: Okay, yes, she is.
1: Did you have on. to buy that? I never... Yeah. I bought give mine.
0: Me t-shirts. It had a uniform. I, I bought all mine. All right. They don't give we support way. the
1: con. Yo.
0: Yo. A tabletop... Con war- cred. Are tabletop war games RPGs no. from the only... <laughs> <laughs> Other Steve answered
1: so and done <laughs> rejected.
0: Now this is about or
1: detained. Sorry,
0: this is, this is about defining RPGs, and we'll we'll table our rule mm. against
2: defining RPGs. Okay, for for the the duration of the email, uh, Jackers, what is an RPG? Recently, I read a rather angry blogger. You know who I'm talking about. Talk about the genesis of RPGs for more games. It's all about playing a person instead of an army. Well, I don't buy it. I've been digging into BattleTech. Yeah, I've been digging into BattleTech and its line runs from traditional RPG up to the intergalactic scale conflict. Now, not every aspect of BattleTech is going to be recognizable as an RPG, but neither is the element is every element of RPGs. Those infamous mass battle rules that most people don't uh, think suck don't that, go- most, that most people think suck. I'm sorry, that most people think suck don't occur on the scale of individual players playing a single character. Yet. Many people want to include these types of rules because it allows them to find out what happens. Mm-hmm. Their characters had some part in creating or watching the development of the whole mess. Now they want to know how it ends. I'm always reminded of remember the Hobbit film that came out by Rankin and Bass all those years ago? Oh, the animated right. one? And then the, at the very end, the Battle of the Five Armies and it was like this aerial view and these little dots sort of running around. Mm-hmm. And you're like you know, and then this voiceover, and the battle was there. And you see these little dots sort of going back and forth. You're like like and then Hollywood Kong. came
0: along and made an entire movie of it. Right, of oh, those little dots.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that part's not actually in the book, anyway.
2: Yeah. I got to thinking about this, and my takeaway is that my and other angry persons' impressions of what RPGs was wrong. You see, there are multiple games that use trope play. Troop. Did, is that how you spell troop? That's troop. troop. Okay.
3: Troop. Yes. Troop
2: play. The aristocrats, right? All right. <laughs> and nearly every game has a special player who plays multiple characters. The GM. When uh, they must, uh, why then must RPGs be defined by being limited to a single character? It seems clear to me that the distinction is instead about how one approaches the game. If making decisions is a cornerstone of RPGs, then why those decisions are made is what separates them from pure wargaming. But isn't that
0: what war games do as well? are you making decisions? I'm going to move this unit here. If I don't move that unit there, then I, I'm, if I do what Stu would do and I move the unit over there instead, then I'm going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. You're making decisions. Mm-hmm. All games are all game are about yeah. decision points, aren't, they? aren't mm, they? I think so. I can't think of a game that isn't.
2: <laughs> he's going to. I think he steps on to clarify this. Okay. In a war game, you have an objective for your force. You have an objective for For your 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 force. Oh, okay, right. And you can make decisions to reach these objectives. In an RPG, the characters may be part of a force and may align their objectives with those of the force. The force is strong in this one. Or they may may oppose the objectives of the force. What makes a game an RPG is putting a face and motivation on characters instead of leaving them as abstraction that exists to serve a larger force. Uh. Okay, so it's Napoleon's army as opposed to Stalin's army.
3: No, 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 no. no he that he's saying if you give a personality to the little group of dudes that you're moving across the map, it's it's an RPG, right? Which. I've kind of for a long time held the belief that every game is an RPG. Or can be. Or should be. Because it's so much more fun. Right? Like, it's so, super fun to be like, I'm the top hat. It's Monopoly. Fuck yeah, I'm the Ritchie guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I just roll well, on it's, you.
0: It's, it's like uh, Diplomacy. Diplomacy is a war game. Sure. Very rarely is that game not played like it's some kind of RPG. Because everyone is playing the head of state of their country. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to organize Role
2: playing is not about the system, but the mindset of the players. Not every game of D D is a role-playing game. Tournament style dungeon delves actually resemble war games in that the characters are just a vehicle for the players to succeed. Whereas some wargames may be closer to role-playing games with characters making decisions based on what is best for them and not the win conditions of the player. And unlike Bob, the tenth of his name, who was identical to his nine cousins and brothers, a wargaming character may grow and develop over multiple battles or campaigns of play. It seems to be that the barrier between wargame and RPG is not a barrier at all, but rather uh, what mixture of the two you like best. Do you want a dash of your story with your war game? Perhaps you want a dash of war game with your story. I can dig some meaningful crunch every every now and again, and I can dig a system which doesn't sweat the details to move quicker. Part of what I like about Battletech as property is that it has options to play whatever you want. You can play at different levels of magnitude and complexity. Is classic Battletech too slow for you? Try Alpha Strike. Want to make RPG characters? A time of war. Want to wage war on a rival great house? Interstellar Operations has you covered. And the best part is these systems are all designed to work with each other. It's one big game to be played, however you choose Roleplay play or don't. That's your choice. This message is brought to you by Steve Stu, Steve Savage Worlds, the only Steve in SoCal. It's just Steve S W, not Savage. All right, Steve S W. Steve, what I see S W is either Star Wars or Savage Worlds. Right. They're not both capitalized, so maybe it's just Steve S W. Southwest. It's S.W.
0: It has no meaning. It, it has, has no two meaning. Letters. It's I the first two letters of his last name. Oh, all right. I tell you that because it. I, I see his when name. He sends email. the email.
3: Yeah, yeah, Like for me, every game is more fun with role playing. Absolutely. Like uh, the, one of the most fun times I've had at one of our conventions we go to is a late night. Everybody was drunk playing Nuclear War. <laughs> right. But we're all these fictionalized countries right. with nuclear weapons <laughs> shooting at each other back yep. and forth. But everybody had a shtick. Like, one guy decided he's going to make a giant cannon that shoots warheads. Like, it's not a missile. It's just this huge, giant cannon. <laughs> the Nazi super gun. That kind of thing, yeah. But, you know, like... But, go okay. well, no. ahead. Finish your thought. Well, it's just, like, playing any game that way, for me, makes it more fun. Right. Some people don't care. They don't give a shit. They just want to roll dice and kill shit. That's fine. But, you know, like, if I sit down at a table to play Blood Bowl, I'm not having a good time unless I feel the the characters of the little minions on my team. like, Knowing, ah, Beastman, he's awesome. Or that Chaos Warrior is the guy that survives six games and keeps getting knocked out, but he survives every time. Like, that gives them life for me.
2: I get it. Even when you're playing Risk, sometimes you're like, "This yeah. will be your last maneuver." Right. I'm going to be suddenly pretty on accents or whatever. I,
0: when I used to used to play Nuclear War, it was, I the People's Republic of Stuistan.
2: Right. Would you like to play a game?
1: But if you're inserting the RPG and the RP into the G, does that make it an RPG definitively, or are you putting that on it? Well, it's all
3: me, but it's my enjoyment, so I don't care. Right.
1: But, I mean, does it then make the game qualify as an RPG if it's not part of the game? If you're putting... No. Okay.
3: If it's not, unless there's rules in the game book about doing that, mm-hmm. I wouldn't call it an RPG. I think that's the difference for me. Yeah. The difference is if the game specifically says, here's some stuff for having character traits or having unique characters, that... Kind of gets to the heart of RPGs. But, but there,
0: yeah, but there's—I mean, there, there were—I mean, like man to man, there were, like, like individual level war games where you each—you have individual characters and they can change and have morale hits and all kinds of stuff that happens
3: throughout the day. Well,
1: well, then that just would, because
3: it's complicated mm-hmm. with lots of different little fiddly bits doesn't make it not an RPG. Like, if they also had stuff in there talking about like how oh well this is the Beast Man that only has one horn, so maybe he doesn't charge as well if the enemy's on his left. Right. Like, that's mm-hmm. a cool little character element for that guy, and I'm always going to remember him and I like him, so it's going to be fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. With the role playing aspect of one See, horn we, Henry. I wonder if there's
0: some way that we could twitch a, a game of diplomacy. Yeah, of course yeah. we could. <clears throat> It'd be hard
3: to do, though. Mm. It wouldn't. You'd have to set up, like. Just no. No, well, you'd have to set up a camera where you could show the orders before yeah. you fold them up. That's true. So the watchers could see. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could have it set up...
0: Because the, the, the key to diplomacy is, is the negotiation phase. Right. Where everyone goes off to their separate corners and they secretly so talk have, to like, each you other. set
3: up confessional booths, like reality TV That'd style. be hard to do. That that would be make it tough.
1: Well, just have people leave the round, like... It's your turn
3: it to talk. Be that hard to that would It would take
1: a long
0: time. That would take a cool. long time.
1: Didn't say it would be easy, it, but it's it would cool
0: be. A, that would be a marathon, a marathon, like seven
2: or eight hours. Just get people yeah. GoPros, and then you.
0: Yeah, you have to have wireless ones though, and I don't know how well the thing. Looks like Plus, you then what you need to do is it have to be like okay, everyone's like just kind of hanging out, and these two people are going to come in here and negotiate,
2: and mm. then. So you have like a sound booth, like but they, they I mean, can just go in there where you have a mic set up and a camera set up. Or you can just
0: everyone just leaves when the mm-hmm. when they're after the yeah. the resolution is done, and then people come in in pairs. But I mean, with seven people, that's a, that could be a lot of combinations.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, you, it but you couldn't if you're going to stream it, you couldn't have more than one group negotiating at the same time. Anyway. Yeah, there's yeah. no way because yeah. people wouldn't be like they'd be like, all right, well now I've got four windows with four conversations. <laughs> going I can't on. understand anything. Yeah. 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 Unless you, like, okay, this turn, we're going to
0: highlight Italy, so everyone who's going to negotiate with Italy comes into the room, and people will just see Italy's negotiations. Hmm. All the rest of the negotiations that don't involve Italy can happen anywhere. That would work. And then the next turn, it's Germany. And then whoever's going to talk to Germany comes in. That might be a way to do it. That might be a way
1: to do it. Or just have the audience be part of one team. So you only see the negotiations from that team for the game, and then so they kind of experience from the players' point of view.
0: Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be an interesting thing to try. Yeah. You'd strap one of these cameras to your head. <laughs> so yeah, oh you are. Pl- you're right. That'd
1: be the worst. Everyone would get super sick. It's like more like, like uh, a shoulder. A
0: shoulder. His
2: heads move too much, but yeah. right.
1: But yeah, I don't know. Or to the me, pendant.
2: A Am body I, mic, a body cam, a pendant. Yeah, yeah. a camera.
1: But the safe. mics are right there. I'll put it up right above it. Um, I don't know. For me, I think getting back to the question, like having played like MMOs uh, and ha- played them and role played in them, and then not role played in them. Like I don't know. To me, there's a very definitive line between role playing and not role playing. Because even though the, all the mechanics are necessarily the, are the same in the game. Like, whether you're role-playing and you have a character or not, those are two, like, very different experiences. So, I think, I think you have to go, like, if you sit there and make, like, for your Warhammer 40K, like, you go through and, like, name all your dudes, I don't think anybody probably does that, and, like, have characters for them. They might. They might? I don't know. There might be people... You do that? You I name them? That. There
0: might be people when they it's paint the their, their little dudes, each one is painted slightly differently and they're all yeah. I mean, you never know. Yeah. The I mean, there's, de- there's definitely
1: like key characters that like they have like a c- connection to. I'm
3: shit at painting, mm-hmm. so my guys weren't all individualized or anything, <laughs> but they all had numbers and I had my list and I knew their little bits.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
2: The, the MMO example is a really good example. It's like, yes, I can overlay role playing on top of this thing, mm-hmm. but it's not really built for it. It doesn't even really encourage it, right? Because they're like, well, once you get into a raid, you're like, "Why are you running away?" Well, my gnome would be too scared. I'm like, no, you sit here and you use you your powers, Joe, you're going to wipe yeah. out, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, the role playing's gone because mm-hmm. it's not really built for that. Yes, you can do it up to a point, or you can you can try to role play in it, but it's not it's not designed as a role playing game. Right. right you are again as you said overlaying your role playing wants on top of something that isn't designed that way yeah so i mean i'm of two minds i think like dave said i can turn anything into a role playing game
3: mm-hmm.
2: but th- does that a role playing game make i mean you're role playing in a game but no, that no. doesn't
3: necessarily like i'm make never going to claim game. that like monopoly is a role playing game but i role play <laughs> in monopoly cuz it's way more it's fun right. for me
1: best fucking top hat ever <laughs>
3: I mean, if, I
2: mean, if this is about pigeonholing, about where to put it on the shelf, whether it's a role-playing game or a war game, if, if it's that simple, I mean, they're, they're pretty good at, at labeling that for that reason.
0: Well, if it says role-playing game on it, it's right. role right. game. Right, I know. So
2: <laughs> so really, I mean, if, if what we're talking about is... is I, is it is it a, a made-up thing? But people, I don't know, people want to classify it so that they know where to put it on their shelf or they know what they're playing or they know what right. they're getting into. And and maybe maybe what you're saying is that people show up to these games with this baggage already. Oh, I'm playing a war game. So they already show up set to play it in a style right. that maybe isn't necessarily true. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that... Uh, certain games, like, you, you, this turns into an ad for Battletech towards the end, and maybe Battletech is a great example of how to blend the two together. Yeah. Uh, 4E kind of did it as well. There was a lot of role-playing. I mean, Tappy was famous. It's a great quote, which is a it's a wonderful um, miniatures game with some role-playing on top of it, right. right? Because once combat started, out came the miniatures, out came the map, out came the measuring, out came the, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah. tactics happened. So, and then when that <laughs> happened, then we were role-playing again. So, I, you can blend the two, but I... And, I,
0: and it, Tom's mentioned when, when we're talking about uh diplomacy, they used to play it, but they would dress up and we would absolutely do that. I mean awesome. so, who, Germany's gotta wear the pickle halber. <laughs> Oh,
1: Yeah. Oh.
0: But but
2: um and I had a point I was tying in and I forgot. On to top of it. that helmet?
3: No. He started talking about uh the about Oh the war, uh, Oh if we dress up if we make characters. No, before that. Oh. Well you were what well, you were talking about. It, it was double
2: heading under that, and I forgot what it was. Anyway, don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Um. Anyway, I, I'm basically saying that the uh. You you can you can role play in anything, but does that? I mean, I don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're, it doesn't matter. Like, it, I guess it does. not It doesn't. <laughs> it really kind, of doesn't. A, kind
3: of a prime <laughs> example of this was Bruce and Casey at the conventions. They ran those games mm-hmm. that was just the meat grinder. Yeah. Huh. Kind of deal. Here's a
0: character. Okay, it's dead. Here's another one. Here's right, dead. Yeah. Here's yeah. another
3: one. Right. But, like. I was sitting there at the table, and every single character that Bill was handed... As he died, had a name, right? Had a yeah. story. He just busted him out and was like, "This guy, blah blah blah." And forty five seconds later, he's dead again. <laughs> and he just throw the paper away and take the next one, start scribbling. And by the time it but, comes around to his turn again,
2: although, I, and then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I can remember as a kid, the the older brother of my friend played one of those games, one of those the, with all the little chits, and it filled up a whole room. It was like Battle of Midway or something. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, and it was like a little yeah. cardboard game, little cardboard chits, and it was like it was like you were uh, at, like Panser Blade yeah, it was yeah. something like that. And it was like 1940s war room where they had the little tongs. You had to move the stack of things across, you know, <laughs> X amount of time. Right. And everybody was writing. A little
0: rectangle with the X right. on with the two and little they, wheels. And they had all these, you know, they right. had like,
2: yeah, and they had all these groups of things. And occasionally you had to take your shoes off and walk across and count how many tanks. Oh, the and way they were they playing The Longest Day? It might have been. It was unbelievably that, complicated. That's, the, that's the, the one that's got the huge-ass yeah. map, yeah. and it comes with yeah. like a thousand... Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Right. So you have your divisions in the they have their divisions and there's no role playing. It's all strategy right. and you're just a general moving moving these things around on a map. And then when the battle happens, you would go through and pull out how many tanks died or whatever. Everybody kept lists because you would forget what was in each platoon. Um, and when it was all it, oh, and there was no role playing. You couldn't really role play because you were basically being a glorified accountant and general. Mm. So Those games are
0: on that scale those games for me at least get to be really tedious, they are. But like Panzer Blitz, it went on for weeks. The small, the the smaller ones where you just put the maps yeah. out and you have a little scenario and you take your units and you put it. In. And that's those are fun.
2: But th- this game, we it was in a room and we're like, don't go in there, you'll knock the chits down. In the, we're in the middle of playing. I mean, it was like, okay. The, the
0: longest day is the name of a 1980, 1980 board game for Avalon Hill. Uh, it's about the D Day invasion. Those Avalon Hill games. They were
2: brutal, like
0: well, that. well, Panzer Blitz and Panzer Leader. Those are Avalon Hill games, but those, those are like the starter ones.
2: And so it was Boot right. Hill. That was a yeah, yeah. cool right. Game. Uh, it's a monster Bird.
0: game, meaning the map is very large, and there are sixteen hundred game pieces. Yep. Setup takes eight hours or more. Yep. While the full game can take over one hundred hours to complete. That was
2: it. That was the game. It's
0: known for its historical detail, examples of the Germans' force, uh, represented by several hundred often unique pieces representing the historical units. Unlike most war games of the era, the counters uh, use not 1970s NATO symbols, cross, oval, blob, slash for infantry, armor, etc., blah, blah, but rather symbols used on the German World War II situation maps. Mm. So it's like authentic. That's Awesome. <laughs> it does sound kind of awesome, right? But horrifying. Where can I find a Nazi uniform, and I can sit there and push the little things right, around?
2: right? <laughs> and it was that way because, and then everybody had to figure out. Well, this, this. Okay, so this platoon will move this fast because they've got this <laughs> many. There's
1: <stations.
3: laughs> So many logistics.
1: Oh my god, that's uh,
3: not a role playing game. The, the board oh, game, no, the Twilight Imperium board game. Right, right. Famous board game. Wow! Uh, I bought it years ago. We played it. I tried to play it many times with friends, and that board game—it's. Are you it's, talking about the space one? Yeah, yeah. We okay. did, we played it at bills. Well, that was ten years old? later. I, I, Well, no, I don't. I mean, the the current edition—it's been out for a while, long time. There was a the third edition. There
0: was a game we used to that play that about. was based on the Traveler universe. GDW came out with it. It was based on the Fifth Frontier War.
3: Mm. No, that's not this. This
0: isn't it. But okay, it, but it's this is its scary.
3: sort of own unique universe, and but like everybody got a race, and they had special racial oh, okay. statistics, and everybody could do like research actions and trade negotiations. There were a
2: lot of cards. And and There's a ton of and cards and t- little and stuff. The counters. Like, okay.
3: I had tried so many times with friends to play and failed because uh-huh. we'd get together at like 8 o'clock at night and try and set up the game. And then it's midnight and the game's just ready for the first turn. Right. And we'd be like... That's a problem. Oh, we'd,
2: I can't play It now. was like 12 hours or something. that
3: we, but we, So I sent out a PDF of the rules to all the people that we were going to have play. We all got to Bill's house at like 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Sat down to play. Everybody was familiar with the way the game was supposed to run. Everybody sits down to play. I'm super excited. I'm like, this is going to be awesome. Earthquake. 16 hours later... Holy fuck. Yeah. We were like... I don't care. That I want already. him to like. I started actively trying to help another player win. It, yes. So, I'm so like, we can I go, just go home. God. <laughs> <laughs> like it could have gone on for way longer than that. It was rough. That's and then crazy. it's an interesting game, but but I, you really—it's yeah, a fun game. It's it's cool with all these levels of detail. The, the, but it doesn't
0: have like different sorts of scenarios that you can like like a
2: scaled down.
3: In fact, the boards are hex tokens. Yeah. So you assemble it, and the game map is different every time you play because oh. it's and random. to be fair,
2: if we were Really familiar with the game, it may have gone faster because yeah. there was a lot of there was a. Bit that we were learning as we we're going, even though we had the rule set. But because I know that it the, may have only taken twelve hours if we would known what we were doing. For it.
0: the Team Yankee game, there's a, a whole list of scenarios in there, and some of them are very small. It's sure. like there's the, this this platoon and that platoon, and that's not and this. that's it. No.
3: This is literally just a, basically, it's like a. Intergalactic civilization simulator.
0: Right. Board yeah. game. They should turn it into a computer game. It probably be really fun that
3: way. Yeah. Yeah. Because it has all of the elements of exploration, the whole 4X mm-hmm. genre. Cool. Yeah. Okay. But, all right.
0: Yeah. Thank you. The other Steve in SoCal. The only one who's yeah. the other one. Uh, gluten free fan mail from Globtuous Geek, who would like to rewho. I'm though,
3: excited. Right? Go. But I am not gluten free. Sorry. <laughs> um, good evening, stalwart agents of genital cleansing. It's also dirty when I want to see it. the badge for that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like they they all carry it with the leather flap down because they can't like exposing it to children is illegal. Let us have a little blackout sentence. Let center. me see your badge.
2: No, you really don't nope. want to see my badge. Nope. Just take
3: my word for it. I'm a. I'm sorry. I need to see your ID first. Okay. <laughs> just remember, you asked for it. <laughs> uh, I'm a relatively short time listener. Well, huh? welcome. Uh, but have been steadily trudging through the backlog of magnificent content. I originally started listening because I tried to convince everyone in my regular gaming group to play a new system. That system was L5R. Yay! Uh, I looked for a decent L- for four decent L5R actual plays because no one I knew had ever played before, but to no avail. No. The few I was able to find were just terrible, terrible. and I mean truly awful to listen to. Until I reached the holy grail of actual plays, Happy Jack's RPG podcast. Well, that's nice. uh, I began. And
2: Stu is, <laughs> Stu is always prided himself in, in, right? um, in uh, audio quality, and yeah, mm. that's, that's one of his big pet peeves. Well, yeah, L5R
0: true. we were actually recorded in the booth. I know. Yeah, I, know. I with, used to sit
2: between your fair costumes with the big mics, right. <laughs> with a big, you know, good sounding mics and everything, and it, a, it does help. Oh, oh yeah.
3: The table setup was like Stork on one side and Tyler on the other side with. 14 feet legs, right? And we were all And then the- I was just like
2: that
0: little t- this little table right here. Yeah. I'm going to be here in the closet. <laughs> Hi
2: everybody. And, like if somebody got up the whole t- like especially telling out oh, yeah. uh, a toddler or myself Everyone get out and walk, up, walk up, out of the room. Evacuate. Right.
3: Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is so much nicer. Yeah. <laughs> Stop petting the table. Sorry. I like <laughs> it a lot. Uh, I loved it so much that I decided to check out the regular weekly podcast. Oh, good, hey. excellent! And ended up loving it as well, and I'm now a regular listener. Yay! Hey. Welcome. It might interest you to hear that I have a GM horror story for you. Oh, excellent, horror. my favorite. Is there a sound? Uh, there
2: need, we just need to get the sample from Apocalypse Now. Where it goes, Ahara. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay. Uh, Usually, I'm the group's GM, as I'm one of the most willing to do it. And everyone seems to have fun playing my games. Good lord. (laughs) He does not believe in
0: paragraphs.
3: (laughs) These are Tolkien paragraphs, by the way. That's what this is called. (laughs) However, in this story, I happen to be a player. Very cool. Uh, My longtime friend was in town visiting his parents for the summer. We hadn't gotten a chance to play together since he started attending college in Utah. BYU? Brigham Young? It doesn't
1: say. Why are you asking him? I'm just wondering. No. We don't know.
3: Not a lot of detail in this email. Go
1: ahead. We're not. Enough! Saying it should be without longer. going That to... <laughs> should not be longer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> his dorm room had curtains that were. Oh, blue. we'll call his friend, this friend, Nathan. Yes. <clears throat> So, when Nathan got back into town, he got the old gang back together for a D&D extravaganza that would inspire l- Lens Ooh. and stories was for the that? That's the inspire
1: sound. No.
3: Where they come from? That's that was inspiration. Oh. oh. Didn't you hear it? Aren't you inspired? <laughs> Aren't you inspired? Are you not inspired? <laughs> <laughs> the, game <was laughs> the game was D&D 3.5 and we had already found our old players. And everyone was down to party. Hang tight, friends. This is where it gets sticky. Uh Uh, The proposed starting level for this game should have been the first sign (laughs) that I should have walked away. The party would be starting at level 30. Uh, Now, I've played epic level 3.5 games before, but hot damn. Not only did we start (laughs) 10 levels past the normal level
0: cap, you played one of these? Weeks. No, I didn't. I didn't go to that. It was someone's a bachelor Casey. party. It was Casey. Oh, no. And that was fourth edition, and it was a 30th level game.
3: That was the day after my first podcast. Oh, was it? Did I you go to that? No. Oh. <laughs> I, wasn't, I didn't have any idea who Jack was. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, not only did we start... That was the, the day of the puke in the yard. On Bill's Shoes. Oh, no, that's when
1: Porky oh! that okay, where- got
3: the his name. Before, yeah, the day before wow. Jack's Bachelor Party.
2: All right. Seven years ago.
3: Uh, how <laughs> time flies so slowly sometimes. Uh, not only did we start ten levels past the normal level cap, but we were also notified that we would have eight players. Oh. I'm not a huge fan of big parties, but for whatever reason, I decided to stick with the game, hoping this steaming pile of chaos would turn out okay. Womp womp. The party lineup consisted of the following an overly sexualized bard, an anthropomorphic wolf barbarian, a chicken sorcerer. What? Yes, he was literally a chicken with class levels. Oh, oh a chicken who, not someone who sorcers chickens. <laughs> right, he's not
1: like a chicken Aww. summoner. What was that? He what was, was, that was that a song? chicken go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best
2: video.
3: Chicken go, chicken,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. Or oh, chicken, chicken boo.
2: Go. Remember chicken boo from, uh, from Animaniacs? Anyway no. He was
3: literally a chicken That had learned magic Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Some kind of useless Wizard fighter hybrid That was mine It <laughs> was good for little more than Casting <laughs> cantrips And eating glue And goes
1: down One <laughs> hallway When everybody's In the
3: other hallway An actual fighter A cleric that couldn't heal Awesome A half dragon <laughs> snake monster That would be better suited To destroying Tokyo Rather than adventuring A rat folk rogue And me The human wizard Oh, what a Luddite. <laughs>
1: okay, like, before this sounded like a terrible game, but after all those descriptions, I kind of want to play this sounds game. Like, it sounds like riffs. Are you kidding me? There's a chicken. <sighs> I, I, I dig the players'
3: ideas for characters. Yeah. But take that with a grain of salt, because I'm apparently that guy. You
2: are that guy. Yeah. You're a fucker. See, the chicken guy <laughs> would, would piss me off after a while. I'm like, Just, <laughs>
1: stop! Stop it. It's
2: the best ever. Best. you play the chicken, wouldn't you? I Absolutely. I made it with my own eggs. <laughs> Every time you cast a spell, you lay an egg. like the Hello. chicken lady. The chicken right, lady. <laughs> right. Would you, like, would you like an omelet or a beer? A beer. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys uh, don't know what we're referencing, it's kids in the hall. Just type in kids in the hall
3: chicken lady. Yeah. Uh, now funny. you might be thinking, wait a minute, that's nine players, not eight. Well, that, my comrades, is because one of the players couldn't decide if he wanted to play a furry with a temper or a turbo-slut bard. Oh, shit.
1: Wow.
3: So the DM responded by letting him play both of them. That's never a good idea. This same player, we'll call him Finn, was an overly sexualized man himself. Uh, One of our players was a friend of mine that had yet to play Mm D&D and never would again. We'll call this friend Kenny. My God, they killed Kenny. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure that's why I'm just like
1: on like Turbo Slut is like a description it's just fascinating <laughs> it's kind of awesome a little bit like you know exactly what you're talking about a Turbo Slut bard yeah yeah right.
3: we're all on the same page hey, yeah. again it sounds like
2: a <laughs> Rift character if you've got Glitter Boys and Turbo Sluts and they go together
3: never do a g- Google search <laughs> for Glitter Boy <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no, <laughs>
2: you know what I'm looking up Turbo <laughs> Slut right now
3: no don't do that if you're on his Wi-Fi I oh, don't well, okay. yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't care <laughs> I don't, I don't care. They'll find you. They'll, hmm. They will find you. Uh, Kenny happens to be... This going to give you up the minute. show. Oh no, that was my friend's store. Check out his phone. It's, yeah.
3: I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> I gave up my Wi-Fi password to some strangers. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I will find you. Uh,
3: the, uh, <clears throat> Kenny happens to be gay and in a wonderful relationship with his boyfriend of a few years. This is not something that bothers me in any way. <laughs> Unfortunately, Finn has a bad habit of trying to get laid in any capacity he finds available. Finn is the guy playing two characters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, I'm I'm envisioning this character a lot like like a less classy mm-hmm. Captain mm-hmm. from uh, from uh, Torchwood. Torchwood. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Anything that moves. Just a pan section. <laughs> right. Just yeah. Right. Whatever. It's there. Um, He proceeded to spend the entire game telling Kenny How badly he wanted to have sex with him In front of everyone at the gaming table (laughs) If this doesn't Already seem inappropriate Imagine if Kenny was a girl
1: Oh sure No it's inappropriate either way
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We played for just over ten hours Getting through a whopping four rounds of combat And no role play (laughs) This means we spent Just under half an hour per turn Spending about two and a half hours Waiting for your own turn
1: my
3: God. I don't think I needed to explain any further. It's quite apparent what went wrong here. We've never picked up this game again. Shocking, I know. (laughs) If you learn anything from this, two and a half hours is too long to reasonably expect a player to sit around with his thumb up his butt, (laughs) intently paying attention to each spell that the chicken sorcerer casts. (laughs) Uh, P.S. Shameless plug, I recently started a blog about nerd stuff. You can read it at golruptiousgeek.wordpress.com.
0: Nice. And I'll put that in the show notes, because that's a
3: hard one to, to figure out how it's spelled. Mm-hmm. Voluptuous, yeah, there's different ways. Uh, <clears throat> PPS, uh, what are you waiting for, you magnificent myriad of douchebags? And Kimmy, uh, have a drink and bring forth the Deluge of Douche.
2: The yeah. Deluge of Douche. That should be a, it's it's like a, a collected album or something.
1: Wow. That was... Yeah, I think, I think all those things. There's so many bad choices in yes. that game.
0: Well, there's there's, so many. yeah, the, the, there is there is a point where the GM does have to say no. You Absolutely. can't play a chicken sorcerer.
1: No, you don't get two characters. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, pick one. Pick one. Just make it happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so sorry well, thank you for surviving that. Well done.
3: And sorry to your friend Kenny that doesn't play Rocky yeah. anymore. That's too bad.
1: That might have scared me away from it too.
3: First experience, you get down to a table and the guy's just like, "Hey." Hey, I want to have sex with you. <laughs>
1: hey. Yeah, I think Because he
3: had two and a half hours between his <laughs> turns, we had nothing else to do, right? That's why it was happening. Well,
1: and the, the, the part that's really super scary about that is there was no role playing. Like he says, it's like four combats, no role playing. And so somehow he managed to, like, talk to him constantly about sleeping with him with no role playing encounters whatsoever. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, it wasn't in character. No, yeah, no, no, no it's just table yeah. talk. Yeah.
1: Well, it was
3: in character. Oh. Maybe.
1: <laughs> Except there's no role playing.
3: Right. Well, it's character.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> Maybe that's his thing. He's like, just assume that my guy's always standing right next to you. Yeah. Saying, hey, hey, what's all this? Come on.
1: My character finds you very attractive. I want to make it clear it's just my <laughs> character. But he finds you very attractive. You repulse me. I've However, my room. character
2: finds you very attractive. Yeah. I would like to bed you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, sit that- down. And then you can role roleplay into game. I guess you can role roleplay into sex, too, but that's a tactical yeah. sex thing right there.
0: That's right. that's what that's 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 fucking the war game.
2: Right. <laughs> that's, that's what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> a little role playing.
1: <laughs>
2: a little tactic a little tactical sex.
0: Oh, if man. I go here, then what's the difference between the strategic and tactical I, sex?
2: That's, that's, well,
0: Strategic is—it's all, all about the
1: distance. It's yeah. <laughs> one involves camouflage.
3: So Genghis Khan was strategic sex, <laughs> right? Yeah, which is why insert your DNA into thirty percent of the Earth's population—that's right. <laughs> strategic level sex. That
1: <laughs> <It> is <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. Yeah. Thank you for joining us.
0: We're gonna yeah. end it.
1: We have a, We're gonna have a little bit short, shorter episode. Short shows, yeah. 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 Fair.
0: Yep. So i yourself. So. I gotta get up be at five. We're already. I'm
2: already yawning. I'm just. We're all. I'm old. I'm old and tired. We're old. I'm are excited. It's my
3: first day as a worker.
2: Why
0: problem? Huh?
3: Make when well, you know well, problem.
0: Gotta right.
2: get up and be there too.
0: Ha 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 ha. Whatever. Are you, oh, are you coming every day? No. Oh, what, what, when are you coming? I'll be
3: there tomorrow.
2: Okay. All right
1: he's like, so come
3: he's
2: like
1: 20 children up early any day
2: well yeah he doesn't sleep yeah. I'm
1: not past 5 on an average day wow
2: yeah you All remember right.
1: those days before your kids were teenagers
2: no I'm up at 4
3: too it, already
1: well, four. yeah yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so come up to the Renaissance Pledge of Fire yep. 2 yeah yeah it starts tomorrow yep Southern California.
0: Renfair.com slash socal yeah. r
2: no, mm-hmm. e n f a i r no And if you do show up at the Rogue's Reef or whatever, don't get frustrated if we're not if we don't. If we might be on our way to shows or we're on our way back. But also, please introduce yourself. Yeah. Yes. And then even if you come back, reintroduce yourself because yeah. we have we a lot on our plate. We drink. We're often running to shows. We, we forget things. I I mean, we forgot in mid conversation. We forgot we were talking about. We drink. So, please know, please come and say hi.
3: A good moment. Come by is fair opening at ten. Head right there. Stop by and say hi to whoever's around. Yes, because by the time, time. fair
0: open, we've got everything set up. Yeah, I think our first show is noon. Right. So there's that so gap. we're, we're noon,
3: is. two, and four. I think are our show times. To
2: show. be to be honest, this is kind of how we met Dave because oh. Dave came to, heard mm-hmm. that we were at fair. He came to fair. He heard I, us talking. I
3: started listening to the first season of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I shared it with my gaming group. Which was thank meeting. you. Who are supposed to do mm-hmm, right. yeah. so all of you are supposed to do it. To. And thank then uh, and then we were out the next year at fair and we were like, hey, these people must live nearby and they share interest in things that we also like.
2: It's and I remember when you introduced yourself, he's like, here. I recognize that voice. You're Stork.
0: I'm like, yeah, hi, I, I, I'm, I'm oh, CNN oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was those the first listeners mm-hmm. that well, there was a couple of people at fair mm-hmm. who worked for said Oh, I've been listening to your podcast. Yeah. And a couple of people yeah. in court.
1: Yeah.
2: So, yeah, and now he's, like, you know, one of our best friends. And look, he's on the show. I think it was all a ploy for Dave to get on the show.
1: He was playing the long game. The Super yeah, Super yeah. Song, long he game. played
3: the long D- game. Despite the fact that he's I an asshole
0: like, player, he, he yeah. was pretty entertaining.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: hear I hear game concepts and I think, I'm going to fuck this game.
2: I want to have sex with this game. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really more horky than anybody,
1: though. I'm not attracted to your game, but my character is very attracted to your game. In character! <laughs>
3: I'm till 20. You have to put me now. It's going to be awesome. All right. I'm ending it.
1: Okay.
0: Some volume down.
1: pretty loud.
0: Thank you for joining us for season 19, episode 3 of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. My name is Stork.
1: I'm Kinney. And I'm Kimmy.
0: And we'll see you next week. Don't forget, Sunday, we have D&D, the second session. Second session? first session? Third okay. session. Huh. Third well, session of, creation, of Desert of yeah. Despair. And then on Monday is Masks. Yes. Thank you very much. And don't forget, next Friday night, we have a show as well. Yep. It's episode four. This yep. will be back.
1: Check out happyjacks.org slash schedule. Schedule. Thank
0: you very much. We'll do the song. Yep.
1: Hero has can't find
0: the fate or oh, savage one.